I love the road, a sweet a thigh, haroo, haroo. I love the road, a sweet a thigh, haroo, haroo. I love the road, a sweet a thigh, a stick in the hand, a drop in the eye, a doleful damsel, I did cry, Johnny, I hardly knew ya. I'm your host, Mike Klein, and I have with me today Chris Schlegel and our special guest host here to st- steal burgers from you. <laughs> uh, my name is Richard Pacifico, also known as the infamous Hamburglar. Uh, <laughs> went from two to three this year, so let's see what I can do next year. Yeah, he went to three burgers, so the the bar is set. It's time for four burgers next year. <laughs> uh, so, Rich, joining us for our first episode, uh, give us a little brief background. But uh, brief, because nobody wants to hear your life story. Oh, man. So tempting. So tempting. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Guild Ball since season three, uh, a little bit more than a year now. Uh, never was really good. Um, practice a bunch, and then I took a break. I've always made Spring Fling because those are the best events to go to. And um, I just got back into it after a hiatus. Which, right, right? What, what I took off about three, four months? Something like that. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> so Rich is my most local opponent. By distance, uh, but also one of my least frequently played local opponents. <laughs> what a combo. It's a, it's a beautiful combo. Especially when he's like, yo, Mike, I'm going to come over. And then like four hours later, I'm like, where are you? He's like, I'm still in traffic. And I'm like, uh-huh. And then he ends up just going to a girlfriend's house. That, that does happen <laughs> a lot. It's the worst dude driving over there. It is pretty bad. That's fair. All right, so what are we talking about tonight? So what what happened? Anything anything recently? Any events? Well, there was the spring fling. The spring fling. Spring fling, and <laughs> <laughs> there was, I guess, some birds that appeared on the blog or something. But as far as I know, just the spring fling for events. That's the biggest event in uh, U.S. history. That's not SteamCon. Yes, yeah, so 63 players migrated their way down to uh, beautiful Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, to the great store, Huzzah Hobbies. Uh, Bill Anderson put on uh, his yearly yearly event. Always does a great job. Um, you know, he's had up and down years on attendance, but it's always been a big event. It's always rivaled 
for the biggest event, uh, ball, non-convention Gilball event in the U.S. And uh, it's also kept growing more or less year to year, which is awesome to see. So Yeah, it's going to be scary to see next year. I wonder if he's going to be able to manage to go beyond the uh, 64 count. It might, it might be hard in that store. I mean, really, they just have right. to give us, they have to give you the, the magic section. Like, right. just kick everybody out for the day. It's just us. For the weekend, you mean? Well, that's true. Because at that, at that point, I'd have to call off on uh, Monday. Yeah, that'll be a long day. Like, two but, long I mean, it days. Depends. I mean, it depends on, I mean, it, most it would be one extra round. I mean, I still got home at 2 a.m. after driving, like, that's a rough night of driving. Fair enough. I mean, yes, if the one downside <laughs> of Huzzah is that they are very strict on their when they open policy and they don't appear to change that for any tournaments. So, yes, if they, <laughs> no started, exceptions. If they started on at like at a decent time on Sunday instead of halfway through the day, we probably would have finished before, you know, a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. Open up I, two, more, two hours earlier. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Waiting outside mean, wasn't very minor, cool. Yeah, minor complaint. I mean, I got to... I ran to the store both days, um, literally ran there and then ran back to the hotel because it's only a half mile away, and then um, was still able to chill out, talk to people, and, you know, like, eat breakfast and go to the bathroom and then eat breakfast again, and then still talk to people because it took forever (laughs) for the store to open. All right. Anyway, so let's start. Any uh, any interesting stories uh, related to the spring fling? You guys, before you know, before let's talk Saturday, Friday night before the event. Anything notable happened for you guys? Uh, I'll I guess I'll start off. Nothing really. Uh, just a really long trip. Stopped in. How long? Uh, well. The Google Maps predicted seven and a half hours, which somehow became eight and a half hours. And uh, I don't know exactly how that happened. I guess I just took too long dilly dallying in a uh, in your gas stations and stuff, searching for candy and other sorted whatevers to wake <laughs> me up uh, to make sure I stay awake on the road. Um, then uh, stayed. Stayed uh, at Bill's place. Um, once there was a bunch of kids running around in the neighborhood. That was weird. Like I heard you, eleven uh, o'clock. I heard that you you know almost triggered the security alarms or something like that, or the neighborhood watch came out to get you. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't uh. I don't recall any of this, but you know it might have happened without me knowing. No, didn't you say? Didn't you say uh, that like you freaked out Bill's uh, Bill's wife, Julie? Oh, that was just in the morning when I left to go to oh, gotcha. to go to the event. She didn't realize I hadn't already left. <laughs> but I see. yeah, it was it was, a, it was a great time. Bill's always a gracious host. All right. So you stayed at 
Bill's house. Uh, we, however, stayed at the wonderful Spring Hill Suites, literally like half mile to the to the dock from the store. So nice and down one road, nice and convenient location for sure. Definitely a great spot for like a traveling uh, event. You're cutting out on the chat over here. All right. Uh, anyway, so. At the Spring Hill, had a good time. We came in, Rich and I came in Friday night after a long drive. Uh, just started hanging out with people and chilling. Rich, any highlights from the evening? Um, besides the fact that I drove majority of the time, uh, I don't really remember. I mean, it was cool to meet everybody and to put faces uh, to the Discord for, for the ones that were there. Um, but we got in sort of late. I don't really remember anything. That's that's true. We did get in pretty late. I will say, and this is a theme, that this was like the uh, the unofficial Guild Ball Wank Dungeon Zone uh, meetup event. There was there was a decent number of uh, Dungeoneers and people from the Discord, and it was cool. Um, just like we did at SteamCon to do a little bit more of the putting faces to names. Yeah, that was very cool. Got to meet a lot of people I've been talking to for a while through there. Uh, most notably, Lon, who brings in the uh, crazy Fangtooth tech. Yep, we'll have to we'll have to highlight that amazing tech. It was it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> all right, so Saturday rolls around. Day one. Day one. Chris, um, you want to run us through your your day one games? My day one games. Yeah, uh, it went, um, round one, I won against a fairly new guy, uh, Jerry Fairman, 12-0, um, so that went smoothly, um, there were a few times where I think he could have made, uh, decisions to follow through on killing people and whatnot, but there was, uh, I, I talked to him about it after the game. And then I also played Hans Anderson after that in the pair down. And, Wait, do you want to uh, tell everybody who doesn't know what guild you were championing? Uh, the underdog? They know. Rats. 2018. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going for that badge. Um. Anyway, uh, I played all seven rats uh, and had Bonesaw cheering from the sidelines the whole weekend. And then I played, uh, anyway, round two, I played a fish player who's running shark. I successfully killed the ball while grinding out six kills. Uh, then six I came kills. up. Yeah. So, spoiler alert, um, rats are not a goal team, despite what the design team says. Because they have no ball recovery. And, uh. That has uh, that'll show through all my games where I'm going. Uh, the best I did in terms of goals, I did two goals and three takeouts twice for a total of like. Okay, so all yeah. that ball tech and it's all about the kills. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they're a kill team. Uh, morticians are the ball-oriented morticians. Morticians and... <laughs> are the ball oriented. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> let's see. Then I played Esters, which is a real rough matchup. I also ended up kicking off, which is just like I accepted from activation one. It was full YOLO mode and uh, ended up bouncing off of Spigot activation one with Piper into Esters doing popping heroic, popping legendary, all this stuff to move people around so that I could get a goal. And I did. And then um, I got a got another got killed. He went up, started to uh, score with Spigot, which was exactly what I wanted because that meant Spigot was up in my lines ready to get blown up by Pelage. Um, then Lucky goes off the board pitch, and also I score a Skulk uh, goal with Reverie winning nine to or winning twelve to nine against Steve Mysol. Then uh, my last yep. game of the day was against a scalpel player named Steve Nefelef. And he brought Bonesaw, which I think was the real mistake here, but scalpel played very well into the rats. Bonesaw was on the field. That was, that was his big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big mistake. Um, but he, he got... Uh, he went into Scourge real early with uh, Scalpel and just shut down my turn one because the ball went to exactly where I could not reach it at all. And it was it was looking rough until something turned it around and I scored a Scourge snapshot off of Skulk for the win. Excellent. So, nice. so, the, so it was definitely a conservative game focused on high probability, low variance plays, huh? Very, very, uh, like, yeah, it was very safe plays, no risks. <laughs> yeah, you know the scourge, the scourge shot snapshots, basically an auto, auto sync. Well, to be fair, it was in tapping range. <laughs> okay, that's actually that is actually that actually makes a huge difference. <laughs> and had I missed, I think I could have gotten another kill to win it because that was one of my two three games. Hmm. Okay. So, so so yeah, that's day one. Undefeated day one. Pacifico, how did your day one go? What did you bring? Games? Uh, I played Farmers, and mind you, this was like maybe my third game with the Farmers. I had only played like two games prior, and it was pre-nerf Farmers, so I really sort of went into this really fresh. Um, my round one opponent was uh, Pat Van Value. Uh, of strictly the worst fame. Patrice. I don't really remember the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember the game that well. Uh, I know he kicked. Everybody wanted. To, I, I didn't win a roll off first of all, and everybody wanted to receive. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll play Thresher. Why not? Sure. Give me the easier captain to play. Um, Pat ended up winning that game. Uh, turn one, I made a mistake. I sent Thresher up the field, which is not a mistake. But I kept him at three for the extended reach, and I managed to kill, uh, I believe, like Scum and, and Spigot turn one or top of two. Um, but I messed up because I should have brought him within two, so that way after the kill I was able to get away or move back or just do something, but I couldn't. Um, and I didn't think about that at all. Uh, round two, I played uh, Arthur Washburn, who is from New Jersey. I see that guy 
all the time and I've never had the chance to play him at so many local events. So the fact that I had to go to Virginia to play him is uh, pretty funny. Uh, he brought well, so you asked me, you had asked me who he was, and I said he's the guy with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that that that, that stands that out for true, me. Though? It is true. It is true. The guy with the hair, and then I look in the mirror, and I'm he like, the okay, guy with I'm the not hair. that guy. I'm not that guy. You are not <laughs> the guy with the hair. <laughs> uh, play All right, so you played you. Uh, he wanted to receive again. He played Vet Rage. Um, right. And, yeah, that game was pretty brutal for him. Uh, he, I, I believe he made a mistake early on with, um, I don't know if it was Benediction, but he moved somebody up a little bit too far, and I was able to delete him with Thresher uh, and get the ball back. And, I mean, from there on, it was it was pretty rough for him to come and get the ball and... It was just a few mistakes on his part, but he played a good game. I mean, the score doesn't really reflect that it was 12-4, but it was definitely a hard-earned 12. We had played uh, the night before. The one practice game you got with your farmers was against uh, my vet rage union. So you were uh, – did you learn anything in the in between? Did it help you out? Did that practice game help you out in any way? Uh, yeah, it did. I So um... – I really have to pay pay attention uh well with you um into the red fury ranges and I have to be careful of that um, cuz you can easily just push one of my one of my guys uh into your threat range or just like in no man's land um which is where I don't want to be especially with farmers it, it may be hard for them to gotcha. kill, for to kill but the way union can generate momentum and farmers with a low defense and no armor is just not a it's not a game I want to play Sure. Nice. So next round. Uh, next, yeah, next round I played Clay Lundy, uh, one of the Carolina guys. He was a really cool guy. He played Blackheart into me, which I guess was the appropriate pick because uh, farmers really don't want to play football or, or try to play football at all. Um, he was able to get an early goal, and he went up 4-0. Uh, and then I kind of just shut it down after that. He he wasn't able to get the ball back. And same thing, it was just Thresher Fest. I, I went through the whole tournament without getting one goal. So the, yeah. the games <laughs> the games that I won were all with all takeouts. But it wasn't that I didn't want to score a goal. It was that I think the three times that I attempted it, I missed every time. And I said, all right, well, this is this is not working out anymore. <laughs> so... If I can't shoot, I'll just kill everybody. Yeah, that's it. Thresh of the world. All right. So, one in, uh, one and two at that point. You have one more game that day. Yeah, I played uh Mike Everett. Uh, and this game was super rough for me. He was he's a very good hunters player, and I had never gone into hunters before. So to uh get pinned and snared. And just everybody being like threes and twos to hit, it was just, it was not a fun day. And I, I lost that one. I, I tilted uh, early on, and the game sort of went downhill from there. I lost that one 12 to 4. And um, I, I think the, the, the faster I forget about it, the better. <laughs> All right. 
Excellent, excellent. So, 2-2 on the day for you. 4-0 for Chris. Feeling good? Good days. How do you guys feel about your first days? I felt like I should have lost earlier. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> like, those rats were... It, I was feeling it, like, round three, just feeling like, all right, I'm going to lose soon. When am I going to lose? It's coming. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I, I think I played well. I was pretty happy with my performance considering uh, before the event, I checked my last year's spring fling and I went two and four. And I was just like, all right, well, I just can't scrub out and I'll be happy. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you only needed to, you, only, you had uh, an easy bar to pass for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You got to look on the bright side. Excellent. All right. So my day one, uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I brought uh, Vet Rage Union, uh, solo captain Vet Rage Union, to the spring fling uh, off the back of my game, you know, my, my uh, run with them at uh, Old Jake's. It was feeling good. Um, and yeah, so... Round one, I played. I got to travel all the way down to, um, all the way down to Virginia to play one of the South Jersey guys that I wouldn't say I necessarily play a lot, but definitely someone I've not a new person, not a, a first time play experience. So I got to play Brendan Newhouse, um, playing his hunters, and um, I mean he kind of. Uh, We've kind of, we kind of knew how the game was going to go. Um, he wasn't feeling great with it. He's like, you know, I got to play their own, but I don't think it's going to be a great game. And I was like, I kind of agree with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, it, well, he said it. He's like, I, they're on, I can control like one of the players on your team really well, but I can't control two. One of them, or like two or the three, uh, and one of them will get to me. And once they get to me and generate some momentum, and can be red furied and stuff like that then it's over and that's basically what happened he you know did a great turn like great job trying to really stop gutter from a fully loaded gutter from doing anything pinning her snaring her putting a forest between her uh and the other model and then you know a model just gets into melee with him and pushes you know benediction pushes him like four inches and then boom now he's getting attacked by Gutter, and then he's getting killed by, you know, Vet Rage, and it kind of goes down. It kind of went downhill from there. Um, but yeah, so that one ended twelve two. But Brendan's a great player, and he was telling me he's like, you know, I always love Vet Rage. I don't know why I play Vet Rage, but I'm just always stuck on on these hunters. Um, but hopefully, he'll be really happy <laughs> in the next uh, month or so when they get some some boosts um not that they're you know bad now but they're gonna be in a great spot um so then round two played the uh infamous glenwood jamoris morris um <laughs> glenwood is glenwood and i have an, a history of of we have gotten into several arguments online and i've also had plenty of very positive, productive conversations. Um, that said, <laughs> Glenwood is actually, he was a really great guy. Uh, we met him 
Um, I feel like it was Friday night and Saturday, but he definitely Saturday. Um, and uh, he was he was a, he was a good guy. Um, and we played, and he you know he put down the hammer as as it was funny because like I kind of knew exactly what he was going to play more or less because um, he's talked about it. He's advocated strongly for his for his ideas with it. Um, so he he puts down hammer. I put down uh, Vet Rage. And he played a really so this is a really good game. I um, I think I was able to get the if I'm not misremembering. I think I got the first turn goal. Um, maybe not. Either way, I definitely received. Uh, and the I think I had gotten the first turn goal. And from there, we had this like stalemate where he started rotating his team. Um, up one flank, I rode in my, rotated my uh, team kind of like in that, you know, where you, you have the – it's like the uh, old um, uh, musket era of warfare where you would have the two lines of infantry meeting, but then they would, like, rotate to try to outflank each other. So basically that's what we were doing, like little little minute, like line of guys rotating and rotating. But eventually he goes in with hammer um, – and you know, bonus. Uh, sorry, uh, defensive stance uh, benediction. He doesn't get any hits, uh, net hits at least, and then gets the the free counter and gets knocked down, ending his activation because he had no momentum. And uh, hammer and then benediction had yet to go, so benediction goes and pushes him right into. I have a great picture of it into engaging my entire team. Um, <laughs> so yeah, then he died, and then from there. It was kind of just like a, yeah. I mean, Glenwood played a great game. He did, you know, he did what he could, but at that point he was down. So it's kind of like a, you know, where the points gonna, yeah, where the points gonna come from from there. But we kept a stalemate going for a while, so it was a good game. Not with the, despite the score being twelve to two, it was definitely a lot closer. Had that activation gone differently with Hammer, I think it would have been definitely a lot closer. I was, I was planning to trade a player for a player. but instead, I got a free gun, so that was nice. That was that was beneficial. Um, yeah. So then on to round three. Round three, I play against. Need a second to remember this one. Which one was this? Uh... Oh, okay, this was things. me. Yeah. Well, that's where I'm at. Yeah. This was against uh, Chris of Rage Quit Wire fame. We finally got our game in after he ducked me at the uh, old Jake's. Um, he was playing his butchers. He played fillet, which is good. I heard he's been, you know, that's that's he's branching out, um, you know, maturing as uh, as a player, playing the good captains. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it was it was a good game. Basically, what happened is he misjudged some threat ranges on turn one and Filet was able to get taken out by uh, Vet Rage after going in on a model and not doing as much as she would want to. Um, his dice weren't great on it, but I mean, it wasn't, it was a misting cover, so not the, not the greatest target for Filet. Um, and then after that, I basically, I, I missed a goal. I was going, uh, I went for a crazy missed goal. Uh, got the craziness, got the tackle off of Brisket. Um, Brisket won, but then missed the three-die goal. Um, but after that point, my dice decided to uh, 
just kick it into gear and uh, not that it necessarily was like super impactful but it was just like i could choose any value anything on my playbook for the rest of the game basically which was nice um i mean anything relevant but uh but yeah so that ended up 12-5 and it was a good game to, to chris he managed to keep his rage in check so you know kudos <laughs> to him That's... we had a good talk afterwards I'm gonna so uh, we'll talk later, but I did end up betting him uh, later on about the outcome of, of how I would do, you know, how the tournament would go, and uh, I won that bet. So, you know, tune into Rage Quit Wire to see um, see the outcome of that. <laughs> um, and then last round, I played against the Value Master himself, Mister uh, Pat Van Value, and. Uh, we got to play that game on stream so it's streamed you can definitely take a look at that and um, it, it went well for me uh, I, that's that's about all I'll say I mean it kind of, I had all the advantages um, Pat got really crappy I, funny enough we both got really bad plot cards but mine were definitely a lot I, mean, I wouldn't say really bad he got really bad plot cards I got okay plot cards um, but all the really important ones were in the in the pile and then he had the kick to me. Um, and, yeah, I was able to, you know, and, uh, he played Esters into my vet rage. And, you know, he was doing a good job, but, I just, the, again, the control, like, it's really hard to control vet rage, like, as much as you need him to. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's just a challenge. I think the highlight of that game was there was a knockdown, um, low health esters after vet rage had gone in minx had two influence on her she free charges and makes it into range with the damage target does a bunch of damage but decide not to kill um well could do a bunch of damage but decides not to kill esters so that she can get a double dodge make one more attack get like two or three more inches of dodges um onto a ball that had scattered off esters earlier while killing her and then taking the shot. So Minx got me a, a two influence six point activation, which was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that and the day one also managed to make it undefeated, which was pretty nice. Feeling good. Felt really good with all my very rage games. And then we, um, we went and got burgers. Yeah. Have it yes. Those were good. They were pretty good, yeah. Never uh, had one before. We had um, uh, the strictly the worst guys, and Rich and myself had made a bet uh, in the room or somewhere that whoever was <laughs> undefeated at the end of the day had to go and have two burgers. So I went and had two burgers, and then of course, not to be outdone, uh, you know, Rich goes and has <laughs> three burgers. I wasn't even undefeated. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just, I just was like, well, I have to go along with it now. You're undefeated in the burger eating competition. <laughs> that, is, that is for sure. <laughs> oh man, I should have had two. Uh, I should have had uh, two burgers. We then. said Oops. that. I mean, you were, you were like away. I mean, also, can your body handle two burgers? Like, you're, I don't know, you're a thin guy. <laughs> I'm not as thin as I need to be, man. Like, man, this college 15-pound whatever it is. Ooh. 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, and then after that we go back, play some Aristea. Uh, Pat Value gets his revenge on me. Uh, but that was a fun game, and we were kind of just talking and chilling with the with the dungeon and with the people from you know who were at the hotel, which was was a really good time. Yeah, that was interesting to look at, I guess. That was, that was when they, I, they I still need everybody. to release at least two more models that I like the looks of before I can think about that game. You're so picky. You I'm like not all that the picky. You don't like all the Overwatch characters for shame? I like one of the Overwatch characters they have. <laughs> who who Fair is enough. it? Tracer? 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 Yeah. Oh, I figured. Yeah. Pink Cat Tracer. Um... So around day two, I guess, or yeah, day two. All right. So Go day two, start off playing against John Stokes of Rage Quit Wire, and this is an interesting one. I should have played a little more high variance. Actually, is what I've decided in hindsight. So explain uh, yourself. Yeah, I'm explaining. Um. I go up, I decide that, well, I don't want to, I've received the ball with uh, Miasma, and I have an option here of, well, I can Radicalism uh, Theron, and then pass back to Graves and dodge out of the, dodge back to relative safety. Or I could try to pass back to Graves right now because there's an obstacle in the way and I don't want it to just scatter onto the obstacle and me have no influence left. So I decided to go with the safe option and just accept Miasma Death and I should have not. Um, so that hurt later. Uh, I go up four points to two because Miasma was going to die and through us I got that four points through a reverie goal score with uh, Pelage. I continue on the ball gets killed Pelage gets killed I kill a number of players and eventually I'm sitting at 11 points and he's at four from just the Pelage kill and the Miasma kill and at that point, I had nothing left I could do. It was a matter of I had Scourge had to charge using fullbacks into Minx uh, or no Egret to try and kill her. And unfortunately, I could not roll high enough to do that. So Cena bear hugs Piper to death and kills Squeak. And then Minx goes and scores a free open goal so uh, to bring him up to 12 over the course of two activations. So that was a great game. Um, yeah, Hunters are rough into rats like uh, Theron's pinned and all that, st- and the traps and all that stuff really hurt with uh, Piper's dilemma. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Then... Yeah, so took the loss there, and then into round six, I get to play Frank Comitus. Uh, first time I've gotten to play him, 
I was looking forward to it because I know he's player. one of the best. Yeah, one of the best fish players in America. And uh, this game goes very interestingly. He kicks off with uh, fast ground, like right in front of him. So he jogs Corsair up through the fast ground, and he stays in the fast ground. And kickoff goes more or less straight ahead to Piper. Piper jogs up, pass, uh, does his dilemma and says, okay, Corsair and you, I'm within seven inches of him, more or less. So either way, because of the fast ground, I was going to engage him. And so uh, first activation, Corsair goes off the pitch fully loaded, um, and then we, <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, and then I kick the ball back towards my area and then I decide reflecting on my John Stokes game, uh, I need to play some variants. I try to have Plodge pipe, uh, pass the ball to Piper, man, that's a tongue twister, uh, into and uh trying to get him to dodge out but it fails he intercepts it still and one thing leads to another we push out each other several times frank's sitting on six points i'm sitting on eight points these are all from push outs and uh i think frank got a couple actual like legitimate kills um and i (laughs) all you and your illegitimate kills (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not a kill if they're full health, you know. It's just sure. a ring out, sure. uh, which I love. I still, I'm obviously I love ring outs. I'm playing the two ring out factions in a row. Um. Anyway, Miasma jogs, drops the ball off to Squeak. Squeak drops, uh, jogs, drops the ball off to Scourge. Uh, Scourge passes up to Skulk and charges into Tentacles, and I'm just. Basically, I'm trying to get the uh, momentum lead. I successfully do get the momentum lead and get to play my last five, uh, last plot card that is above four uh, initiative and win the roll off and dodge Skulk up to get the goal. And so I finished out the tournament uh, 5-1 and was pretty dang happy with it. Nice. Best rat in the tournament. Best rat in the tournament. I'm coming for the world. Nice. Until nice. I fall on my face and like fail to do that, and now my shame is public. <laughs> <laughs> rich. So under rich. Uh, uh, so this is sort of like my do or die day. Like This is where I was like, all right, I just can't lose. Um, I don't want to be in the farmer's uh, mirror, and of course, that's my first game of the day, is a farmer's mirror. I was like, <laughs> oh god, I really wanted to take home uh, best in farmer, so I was like, I hope I don't play the mirror, because then, uh, it, mirrors just really aren't fun for me, like, at all. Um, I don't think they're fun for anybody, really. <laughs> Corsair loves the mirror, though. Yeah, I'm, 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 oh, I'm that's the have... most fun mirror in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ever want to play a really slow tug of war? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, I played a guy named Bobby, uh, really nice guy, um, and he won the roll off and elected to kick. And I said, "Oh, 
damn it, he's probably going to thresher me. Um, so I picked Grange, but he actually brought out Grange. But I made a mistake um, in my roster picking, and I played like an 11 influence team. And I was like, oh. I mean, I had like a lot of planters, but I was like, oh, this is bad. Um, what do I do? I was just kind of stuck. Uh, <laughs> so first turn, he brought Windle, um, which was fun to see. Um, Windle does his Windle thing. I'm sure it was very up. fun for you. I mean, yeah, later on, like not, not first turn. He kept on, uh, you know, getting his dodge and everything like that. And he ended up like at, at midfield for last activation. But um, it was funny because the night before I, I asked uh, Bots, I asked Alex Bots, I said, hey, how do you play Grange? And he's just like, oh, just, just keep Tater in counter threat charge. And so that's exactly what I did this game. And he he couldn't he wanted to get Windle in and try to pull someone out of range just try to put beating on someone to gain momentum but he couldn't i had i put potato in the perfect spot and uh i ended up going first next turn and um honest labor just did work honest labor constitution just does work i ended up winning that game 12 to 6 I went for a goal here and I missed it. I was, I went for I went for the, the game winning Jack not Jack Straw was it Jack Straw? I think so, like Jank goal and I missed. I was like, oh god. <laughs> I was so upset at that. So you um, just had to you just you were like I'll just get six takeouts instead. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was like, all right, well, sure. It's been working for the past two days. I mean, the past uh, few games, so. Uh, last round, I went into a guy who I know I knew him from the Discord, but I uh, I didn't know uh, Dan, uh, blacksmith player, um, and he played Fairite into Thresher, uh, and he did not have a good game. Uh, he was a little upset. He had uh, poor dice, poor dice roll. Um, again, he he made a mistake, and he brought uh, Iron up too close. And uh, I was able to get Thresher in there and don't fear that he I think he had Burnish and Iron a little bit too close. And as I was able to get in and uh, don't fear the and do a bunch of damage and, you know, dang toughs and win momentum. And then next uh, I went top of two and don't fear it again and took out Iron and left Burnish like really low. Uh, he got he ended up getting an I um, sorry, an alloy goal. Uh, so and the end of the first turn or sorry second turn was um four to two but he everybody he had was low and iron is super slow he had he moved fair right up but again once he scored the goal i just put the ball on jack straw and kept jack straw on the back and that was pretty much the game was he needed to come up and score goals and, and his dice weren't the nicest to him and uh i just kept getting kill after kill so again just Thresher doing Thresher things. Would you say you farmed him? <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. It's awful, Mike. It's great. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hashtag dad, dad jokes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. How do you feel about your... Uh, so you ended up going four and two on the day uh, the tournament. How did you feel? Uh, best in farmers, so I felt really good. 
Um, yeah, look at that. Imagine it, it if you was, actually played. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> if I, it's funny because last year I really played the game and I went two and four with Union. So I don't know what that says. I think I need to take another hiatus. Um, but um, <laughs> I felt good uh, going into it. I felt confident in my Thresher play. Um, Grange was a little bit of, of of a mystery to me, but thankfully I only had to put him down once. Um, but I felt good. I'm I'm gonna stick with the farmers for for a while. Um, and just stick with them and, and try to work my way up and hopefully win a tournament sooner or later. I mean, hopefully you lose early so that way I don't have to play you. But uh, that's the hope. Just go to tournament. I mean, you have like a month or so where I'm not going to anything, so you should get all your tournament wins in now. Yes. I'm you won't gonna have, have to play me. For that, for that month, I'm going all over the U.S. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All right, so... My uh, my day two. Um, my first game, I go in to uh, get a rematch of a of a fall brawl that I had back in season two with uh, Dixon Turu, um, who had already taken down Alex Botts earlier in uh, the tournament, so was doing pretty well. Uh, this was the Union Mirror. The the one thing I said I didn't want to do, like the beginning of. Uh, Day two, I was like, I'll play Chris and I'll play uh, John Stokes, the other undefeated players. I was like, please just don't put me in the mirror. Let one of them handle it so I don't have to play the mirror. Um, but sure enough, I got the mirror. Um, but somehow, I, I had joked that I would convince my opponent to play Blackheart. Um, and I did not. I did nothing. But he played Blackheart. Um which <laughs> seems, seems pretty crazy to me. I mean, so Dixon has been out of the game for a while. I also think he was on, like, kind of a crusade to prove, because I heard him talking afterwards about, you know, Blackheart's not as bad as people say uh, he is, which is, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um, but I think that uh, encouraged him to, you know, try that plan. Um, but the, the game went well. Um, very interesting i he went for uh not like super unreliable but not the best you know definitely a little bit of a risky missed um missed turn wall goal kicking i had i had received and um he got it which is great for him but then i was able to it was prior to vet rage activating so vet rage was able to put miss down to one um and then to leave him for turn two to die. And then I went for, I was going for the um, counter goal with Mist, but unfortunately where the ball scattered from the kickoff was like just a bit too far behind Mist that I couldn't get it, pick it up, and um, and get to where I needed to go reliably to get within, um, within goal threat. So I ended up just charging Mist in with the ball to, uh, avarice and greed I think that he had and um, getting some momentum and kind of just uh, I had already second winded min so, uh, missed so um, second wind right into a spot where I'm engaging avarice and uh, blackheart and set up for the rage top of two kill um, 
I forget kind of what happens after this point, but basically he, oh, and I had put myself in, he still had a model to go, so I put myself in Gutter's threat range, and he charges, and I defensive stance, and he gets four sixes and knocks me down, scattering the ball, <laughs> which was like the apocalypse. Um, so wasn't feeling 100% great after that. I was pretty consigned to him eventually getting eight points, but somehow, um, somehow that didn't happen. Um, I think the ball scattered pretty well. I think it went back to Benediction or something like that. Um, and the next turn was basically me defending the ball. He gets a kill on Mist, who was pretty in trouble at that point. But I'm in. I basically the rest of the game is me just killing every single one of his models. I kill Avarice, I kill Blackheart twice, I kill Decimate, and I kill Doug, Gutter, and I kill Greed. Um, just within like two turns, two or so turns. Um, yeah, he had tried to pressure the ball and fight a little bit, but my fight was more fighty. So um, ended up pulling that out 12 to 6. Uh, pro strategy note, I forgot Usurper was a rule on Betridge's card and just did played one tack down the entire game. Um, so, yeah, no, that's how you uh, that's how you do well. Um, but yeah, so it was a good game, good opponent, um, and twelve uh, six, and I get to go into the final round, and I get to play uh, against John Stokes as much as I would have loved to have the anatomical precision. Final. This was a close second. I uh, haven't got a chance to play John, but you know, as soon as I saw that we were matched up, we gave each other a hug. We were ready. We we're you know best bros at this point. I'm feeling good, and uh, he does not want to play the Theron matchup, and I feel like that was a good choice uh, by him. He drops Skatha and goes for super aggressive uh, goal scoring, and that is exactly what he does. Um, I just score back after he scores a goal each time um, and then get some kills. So the game's over. 12-8. Ended in two turns. Um, it was good. Skatha kicks off, goes for, uh, you know, a legendary, uh, like a fast ground, snowball, fast ground, charge, legendary, um, do some more stuff, shoot a goal, but then course i was able to kind of do the exact thing that i did in the last round is put skatha down to like one or so um and she had dodged away so benediction goes and kind of drags her back in and then she gets red furied even further back in and then uh rage goes and puts her down to like an hp um mist goes and scores a goal uh he takes the ball back he's able to score the next turn but he brings um, the bear in and after killing skatha I also get to later in that turn kill just like flat out one round the bear with um, rage, which was pretty nice. So end up winning that one 12 to eight and end up taking home the tournament, which uh, felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. You've been on nice a tear recently. Proud of so you. It's very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing doing pretty well with uh, Vet Rage Union. It's definitely really strong. Um, feels comfortable. I don't know if this is like a gameplay level up thing or a team level, like just the team that I've been playing. It suits me well. But yeah, a lot of the game, the games for the most part, with the exception of one or two, 
there's not this isn't not to play it down any of my opponents they were all really great and lots of great players um it's just the way vet rage plays it always kind of felt like it was in control like even if i got scored on it's like okay i'm gonna you know i got scored on i'm gonna get those two points back and i'm gonna get them back advantageously so that i can then i'm gonna score because i you know i like to bring mist and i like to go for the mixed game with scoring so i'm gonna get like it was always like i always felt like when something happened that i didn't want to happen uh, or like not when something happens like to get goals either take out for the opponent or a goal i was just felt like comfortable that i could then control the match from there so it's like oh you came in and did something was well, like well now i get to do double back to you um so it kind of felt like just being in control a lot and i a lot of that goes with how really flexible and good that rage is so um yeah enjoying it and then we had like an eight hour award ceremony um got so <laughs> much swag <laughs> yeah it was pretty long but as as normal for a bill event you know he has to thank all the sponsors and you know, thank everybody who's uh, he's ever talked to in setting up the event and go, you know, and just say how great it was because it was. Um, and then, you know, eventually we get some awards. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, uh, amazing. I don't know what you guys thought, but like I just so much swag, so much swag. Oh, yeah, it's super cool. Like, the uh, Best in Guilds got nice vinyl decals of the guild symbol. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So, uh... I'm trying to think of what to put a rat on right now. Put a rat on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also I got a decal. I got a pitch. I got a tray. I got all these random goodies. I had a thing of brushes, but I kind of think somebody might have taken them from me, sadly. I could be wrong. It could have fell out of my like hands when I was transporting stuff, but I have yet to find them in my car. Um, and everything else yes. is there. So hopefully not. Hopefully nobody stole it because they were nice brushes. But you know what? I'll live. I'm a bad painter anyway. <laughs> uh, I managed to... Uh, same thing. I got the decal. I did get something that Schlegel didn't get, which is a uh, uh, rookie window, which I'm waiting oh, for. Oh, snap. In the mail. Uh, and then I got a free game, pl- game plan deck, which I'm very happy about because I was going to buy one, but they were sold out. Because uh, you needed Sunday. one. Yeah. I was like, yes, monies. Nice. Yeah, I was also able to pick up uh, a new carrying case and terraforming Mars. So super excited to play those. So yeah, that was the spring fling. It was great. Uh, meet great people, play games, a guild ball, talk. Lots of great competitive, you know, like uh, skilled players. So. If you have have ever been on the fence, wanted to play, didn't go this year, did go this year, you should go again. Um, you should go to the Spring Fling. And it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very crowded, I think, next year with what a great turnout it had this year. So you get ready to sign up, like, ASAP. Yeah, yeah as soon as those tickets drop. They yeah. sold out pretty, what, in two days or something like that? Or three something days? Something like that. I mean, a it lot of people quick. ended up getting in. Yeah, a lot of people oh, ended yeah, up the, getting in, but still. The drop list was big, but, you know, that happens. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, but at least this time they most dropped all but one really dropped it in advance. So, um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, all right, I think we so I think we you, go for it. Should we uh, talk about any of the hunters or falconer stuff? Or no. okay, it's good. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it next time, but it will take a long time. There's two new models uh, that were shown for. Uh, Falconers, Matagi, and Minerva. They're really good, exciting, cool stuff. Hunters, the new OP. Just kidding. But they are going to be really good. But we'll talk about them maybe another time. Or listen to any other podcast. True, true. So uh, then that brings us into our closing segment, as always, straight from the Wank Dungeon. We got some questions. You want to pop them off? Uh, yeah, sure. So the first one we have is from Lon Sims. Uh, he wants to know our favorite moments uh, of the weekend, both Guild Ball and non-Guild Ball. Go for it, Rich. Uh, so Lightning, fa- lightning, fa- lightning. Fa- favorite Guild Ball moment was going 4-2 and two after playing two games, two games before this for the Farmers. Favorite non-Guild Ball moment was reading Lon's blog and him saying that I have a beautiful beard. Uh, you can't get any better than that. <laughs> I mean, it's true. So, <laughs> excellent. Got, uh, All right, Chris. Mine's probably just going 5-1 and one with the rats. They're just smooth. Felt good. Uh, outside of Guild Ball moment, um, getting home. Getting in my <laughs> own bed. It's always great. Nice. All right. And then mine, favorite Guild Ball moment. Um, really all the great games that I had with everybody. So super enjoyable games. Um, fortunate and glad, you know, and proud like proud of myself for going, doing as I did. But uh, really the experiences were, you know, what makes it for me. So um, great Guild Ball games. Then non, uh, favorite non-Guild Ball moment. I gotta say, I think it was my bro bro hug moment with John Stokes prior to our game, where it was just like we looked at each other, doing a little stare down, and then you know just went right in there for the hug, and it felt so right and so natural. Um, but yeah, and then also just seeing everybody, and I am not going to hit everybody's names, but I will hit some people that I have to hit. Um, all the Dungeoneers, definitely. Everybody at the hotel, everybody I talked to was great. Um, shout out to Alex Cooper for, you know, being the wonderful, wonderful man he is and uh, getting to see him. And since he is not as much uh, involved in the, well, not at all involved in the Discord, sometimes I feel like I miss out for hanging out with him. So it was good to see him again. Um, yeah, done. Next. All right. Uh, do you think Hunters after... Falconers are the new hot gunline team at Mike. Um, so I don't know how Falconers will turn out. Depends on the rest of the team, but uh, no, I, I mean they're. I th- think they're the new hot team. I just don't think they're a gunline still. Um, they do have more. They have ranged plays. Don't get me wrong, and they have more now. Um, but I think with models like Bet Minx and I mean the Harrier Aura and stuff like that, it, you're setting up. Um, you're setting up Theron and Jaycar and your other models to do so much work and I think you want that mixed game where you're going in and just deleting models um, 
and using the ranged character plays uh, to control and put out damage and snare and other stuff. But yeah, not a not a gunline team. They're a gun adjacent team. Like they have guns, they use guns, but now they also just kill your face. So <laughs> next. <laughs> All right, our rat matchup says Bezvins makes them seem is Schlegel the real winner. Uh, so, first one is definitely a question for you, Chris. No, uh, Sith steal and absolutes, and uh, I think if you're willing to embrace the variance, then rats wild might not have the best matchups into hunters, brewers, and uh, alchemists. Alchemist. I yeah. think they got some game i think they got pretty good game into most of the rest of the list if not not like necessarily good but at least okay and i will answer you are the real winner chris you are the real winner oh yeah sweet validation yeah that's that's impressive considering (laughs) all the talk is like i don't know how they win i don't know how they win All right, so, uh, and then Pete had a question on the similar topic. Did the plus one kick to receive, or plus one to kick receive matter? And that's from Pete. Uh, it literally only mattered in one game, and that's because me and my opponent both rolled ones. <laughs> and how did you how did you feel in that moment? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> it, it was nice. Strong opinions so, as always. <laughs> uh, how legit is Lon's Fangtooth tech, and why has everyone been wrong this whole time? JS. Uh, I, I want to answer this one. Um, it it is pretty legit. It almost is too legit to quit. Um, I mean, I Dan. The real answer is it's probably still not as nearly as good as Gutter, but I think it was cool. Um, and he used the model really well, and I think, uh, people were not ready for it. Uh, they definitely were, you know, not really, people haven't really evaluated, like, Fangtooth and how do you play against that. Um, and he made it work. I saw some great things, like, uh, he was able to kill, do, kill a fully loaded J-Car on 11 health, um, by unleashing onto... Onto tentacles and then walking over and punch, punch, punching um, J-Card to death. He almost, Lon almost chose the wrong results and I was going to be very mad. I was watching the game because he was about to time out. Um, but, but yeah, he was like waffling back back and forth between one or two uh, results and he, he chose the right one in the end. But I was like, oh my God, Lon, don't do, don't, don't mess this up. You got the fang. Fangtooth has his moment to shine, and you know, shine he did. <laughs> All right, this one is very obviously towards Rich. What is your burger tier list by Zach Gray? Oh my God, there's so many. Um, there's so <laughs> many good ones. Uh, if, I mean, just to simplify it, anything that's customizable. So basically, it's like, oh, just put meat, cheese, and then it's like, oh, I want bacon. I want a fried egg on there. Uh, so an avocado. If you can find a place like that, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty good burger. That's that is uh 100% fair there. Um, 
what is the appropriate punishment for referring to a model as overbalanced? Owen. I mean, I mean, overbalanced, underbalanced, <laughs> overtuned, undertuned. None of them make sense. <laughs> like, they literally mean nothing. I'm in total agreement with you, Chris. Like, to tune something is to adjust <laughs> it. So if you overtune it, you overadjusted it, but in what direction? The anger just boiling up. I love yeah. It. Okay. <laughs> so much anger. It's the worst. Uh, excommunication. The, yeah, the punishment is um, I will look at you and shake my head slowly in disappointment next time I see you in real life, whoever it is. <laughs> now, here's the spiciest one. Is Chicago meta past... Uh, is the Chicago meta... It, it's it not used by. I don't not, understand. It's not properly formed. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> this is copy pasted though. Past it do or something maybe. I think. I think. I think. It's and like is it time up. for the New York is meta? Past, is the Chicago meta dominance over? Basically, is it time for the New York yeah. meta? Well, first, first of all, Chris does not <laughs> come from New York, so uh, it is not not Yo, precision is not the New York. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, don't get too excited. Uh, yeah, I'm... Cincinnati is cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, so I mean, here's what I'll say. Uh, you know, bots bots correctly put out that I have not beat him in a tournament game. That is true. Um, but I have 12 0 fan value twice. So um, I think that evens out. It, it seems um, like a good trade. I mean, I think the real thing that we learned here is that the uh, liberal elite urban areas are where guild ball, the best guild ball is played. So, um, you know, those rural, you know, southern, uh, you know, farms and forests where they have hunters just wild, roaming wild, need to step up their game. So, Yeah, and then forgotten cities like Cincinnati are where rats reign supreme, so... Eat that, New York. <laughs> and your giant subway sewer rat things. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's see. Any others that we want to do? I definitely don't want to do the other one about strong. That's a more in-depth yeah. question. And I also don't understand it whatsoever. Um, climbing the competitive cliff. I will note this is not actually a question. Um but what are your guys' thoughts on this statement? <laughs> so the uh, he's wanting to know, as a new player, what you do to com- ki- climb the competitive cliff. I can't talk today, man. Uh, used up my word allotment. You are way know. over your normal words. Yeah. I I do don't actually know. No, because I I kind of I don't practice much. I don't. <laughs> I just kind of like stare at cards he's, every now and then he's just like i just while, walk up to tournaments with rats and just go five i, one, I you buy know, i buy my guild just, at the morning of the tournament I'm, i open I, them I up know, and i play with the cardboard tokens <laughs> i'm just naturally gifted you know i don't know it just comes naturally to me um uh learn your odds rich. that's one of the things that's one of the big ones I, learn your okay. odds learn your odds uh rich do you have any thoughts as a as a new player trying to climb the competitive cliff 
I think I think knowing the matchups is really important. Um, I like the tournament. You know, my tournament. Uh, besides the Pat game, because Pat is better than I am. Um, I didn't play well into teams I've never played against, which really was um, really just the Hunters, because uh, that was the only other loss. I never played against Blacksmith, but like I said, he made a mistake. Um, so I think just knowing the matchups and and knowing how to play the game against those matchups is really the most important thing, and that's kind of what has helped me um, really get better in the game. Even if I don't play as much, uh, I can still read, I can listen to podcasts, I can look at cards, and I can. it, it helps me sort of uh, decide what I need to do to win this game. Nice. Um, I guess my, my advice is, yeah, a couple of different things. One, um, yeah, as Rich said, know the matchups, but know, like, know your cards well and know your um, opponent's cards well. This is going to sound silly, um, but I remember when I was practicing for Steam, and I think we talked about it, but, like, um, I know I've talked about it to people in real life. When I was, like, going for a run or at the gym or just doing something, um, I would open up, you know, a Guild Ball app, or not even always open it up once I became a little bit more familiar, and I would just, like, look at the cards and, like, do some memory strategies to... Um, you know, remember fate, like the playbooks, and did I remember every single column always? Um, eventually, I got there with Masons, but like you know, not not all, not at first at least. But knowing like what you're looking for when you're going in with a model, what it can do, what you want to do, um, is a huge thing. So having that knowledge base is like it's about like ninety. I, I'd say it's about probably probably about like seventy five to eighty five percent of of it. Um, yeah, when you have that knowledge, like, advantage on your opponent, and you know their stuff better than they do, or you know your stuff really well, and their stuff really well, and they only know their stuff, like, it's, it's hard to be for that game to, you know, to lose that game. So, if you are climbing the competitive cliff, learn your stuff, get that knowledge base up, um, practice, and, you know, win. For go for two <laughs> with farmers. Best go five one with win. rats. Just win, win more. <laughs> um, I think there was another question I just wanted to quickly touch on about the podcast. And you're on a podcast is uh, something about like is it uh, is it going to be influential? Is that was that, is that a question or am I thinking of somebody else who might have asked me that question? Um. I don't know. Oh, we'll no. pretend it was a question. Let's, we'll pretend let's it was make a question. question. From, uh, so, do you think, like, uh, you know, do you think the podcast will impact? I'm almost certain at this point it is not a question from the Ranked Dungeon, but who cares? Uh, do you think, like, being on the podcast, um, you have an impact? Like, your podcast impacts, like, um, the meta, how people consider things. Like, is there an impact, and and like, what do you think it is? Go, guys. Yes. I think there is an impact from uh, being on a podcast, and I think it's a you kind of got a responsibility to like be a little more, at least to me. Uh, I feel like I have to be a little more toned back from my already wild opinions that you guys know <laughs> with my very yeah. moderate stances get, on things. <laughs> and, we we uh, finished recording. We finished recording, and Chris, uh, he just rants. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, vet, uh... vet decimate overpowered. 
you know. <laughs> You'd think I was like an ex Rage Quit Wire like co host or something. Oh, <laughs> damn. Damn. No, they're, they're <laughs> like, no, nah, I, I think, uh, like, there is an impact on it. You can see it in people, like, there is a lot of automatic assumption that, uh, well, uh, this strategy cast said it, this strategy cast said it, uh, it must be true. And I think the best thing you can do is play every option you have in your guild and see what fits you. Because you, while everybody else has their strategies and stuff, they're going to fit differently with you due to your play style. If that makes any sense to you guys. Makes sense. Rich, any thoughts? Uh, no, not not really on, on that part. Okay. I mean, yeah, the answer, I mean, my answer is definitely yes. Um, I think all the podcasts and other media, blogs, etc. do have um, an impact. You can see it just in the way people like, oh man, everybody's saying this. I see it a lot with actually like, almost like a react. I see people will post on Facebook or on you know, forums or on discord wherever and say like oh man i have an opinion that is counter to what i think the internet like people formulate this internet wisdom uh the guild ball tonight podcast is great for uh deciding you know what the internet wisdom says and then having an opinion that is not necessarily always in line with that which is you know fine but i say like people obviously the fact that they're forming that like concept of what the internet opinion is like what the zeitgeist is saying like what people are, are talking about um is obviously influ- influencing their thoughts even if they ultimately decide like i want to go against the grain um but i think everything kind of gets into that framework um i of of like what people are talking about for for sure so um i mean i definitely echo what you said chris obviously like <laughs> I think what people don't get is that any kind of discussion is always going to have a like specific perspective and you know that might be like a in this vacuum of we are playing with a blank person that we don't know or we're going from our own perspective what is the best what do we think is good bad what have our experiences been right like that's all factors into everybody's opinions and evaluations of, of models and teams and plays and whatnot. Um, the answer is like, unless you are this theoretical player, you know, playing at the top level, winning all these tournaments in an international meta and trying to be like this robot of, you know, absolute best guild ballness, then maybe, yeah, play that advice will more or less be 100 percent true but there's gonna be so much variance for you know what meta you play in who like what your skills are as a player what level you're playing at what you like playing and you know enjoy and put more practice and time into like so yeah ultimately play what you want do try out your own stuff you know disagree with people I mean, there's a reason people like when people have a form a group opinion. There's sometimes a reason for it, and sometimes it could be misguided. Sometimes it's right on point. Um, yeah, just you know, be yourself, <laughs> be uh, individual. 
Now that we've uh, driven away all our fan base. <laughs> I uh... think that was a very positive that was a very <laughs> positive message. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, that. it was definitely a positive message. Oh, but we told people not to listen to the podcast. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've been uh, uh, I think we've been pretty precise. Yep. Very precise. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, all right. Ho- hopefully, we will ba- be back more regularly. I did. Uh, thank you, everybody. I got a lot of com- uh, a decent amount of comments from people at the Spring Fling about the podcast, um, and really good feedback. Um, and very, very people were very generous about our horrible, horrible history of audio quality. So hopefully, we'll be able to keep it up as good as last episode. Um, but we will try. One of the things I got is please be more regular because we like listening to you um and we will totally attempt to do that so um yeah and if you liked rich on the podcast message me and if you didn't like rich on the podcast message me more and say mean things about him so i can tell them because <laughs> i like doing probably that. just at him in the discord and like yeah but not everybody has discord chris like we have to get outside <laughs> of our discord bubble Oh man! All right. All right, guys. Yeah, good night. Just I'm harass them directly. Not yes. All right. Good night, guys. <laughs>